0: Hello oh, and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode one hundred and seven. I'm your host, Kamran Shushar, and with me is James Seelig. Today is Sunday, July eleventh, other oh, known as Seven uh, Eleven, bro. It's Seven Eleven. Oh, yeah, huh. yeah. I feel like. Do you think? Do you think they're doing like promos today? Are they like buy one taquito get two free or something? Like, I'm maybe gonna be
1: a I haven't been into a Seven Eleven in years
0: i probably i probably since
1: the simpsons movie like pink donut thing that they did
0: dude that you know how many you know how long ago that's been that's been like at least a a decade now yeah that's been a while dude those pink donuts though i used to i would just keep going back i was like i want more of these pink donuts and then (laughs) have you been to the uh simpsons world in universal studios at all no oh dude they have fat they have the lard lads donut like a five dollar donut The box, I'm not even joking, is like this big. Like the donut's actually like massive. It is the biggest donut I've ever uh. seen in my entire life, and it's disgusting. And I, I think I bought two at once one time.
1: It seems like more like a cake that's shaped like a donut than anything.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> much. It's uh, you know guaranteed to kill you afterwards. But it was, they give you a bun cake, a and
1: it's just like no, it's a donut. We swear. <laughs> yeah,
0: you could. It was the donut was so massive. You could probably put a potted plant. In the middle, like in my big frat greek wedding, where it's like it's a bundt cake, and you just like <laughs> put that cake there in the plan. It's fucking hilarious. But of course, this is a uh, sutra side talk, and we every week come here and talk about select movie, TV show, gaming news, and usually go in depth on select uh, pieces. There afterwards, we talk about what we've been watching and what we've been playing. And if you'd like to, you can always email us at suturesidetalk at gmail.com to uh, send us any questions you want us to read on the show, in which you might, uh, if you're the first one to uh, send us a question and we read that for that episode, we might send you a little something. We'll see. And of course, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at suturesidetalk. Check out our reveals for promos uh, for episodes and things like that. We have other content as well, whether it's uh, me talking about um, my poll list of comics or smaller news that we don't talk about on the show, like casting and other things like that. Uh, we usually talk about a lot of casting on the shows uh, or movies that are coming up, uh, so you can always check that out as well on mainly Instagram, Twitter. We've been a little bit more relaxed recently, but I, I plan on getting that, that back in the motion. I'm just uh, re-strategizing that right now. Uh, This week, though, we got an interesting amount of news. Um, Originally, we saw a bunch of things happening this week. It was like uh, a new Switch reveal. There was a EA uh, play, like, focus on FPS games, so pretty much like Battlefield and Apex, uh, WitcherCon, and uh, now a State of Play from Sony. And... Pretty much, we won't be covering EA because that was really just like a roundhouse discussion between a bunch of the creators. It was cool, but nothing really newsworthy from it. All I'll say is no that reveals it's or cool. Anything. It's
1: just a panel. Yeah, just mm. a panel.
0: Uh, Not even a panel. They're, they're just all sitting in a chair, except for uh, their dev from Dice, who was in Sweden, so he was uh, there virtually. Yeah, that,
1: that's fair. I guess panels imply like there are people there to ask them questions. And it, I guess that was more like, yeah, a roundtable discussion, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, there's some IGN uh, journalists there. She was interviewing pretty much like the three of them there, plus one uh, mm-hmm. from Sweden. But uh, the only news from that, would I would just say really fast, is that Dice LA has now officially been renamed Ripple Effects Studio. The oh, only thing I got wait. from them is uh, they're still working on Battlefield 2042, just like a bunch of others were. But afterwards, I believe they're working on a new IP. So, mm. okay, Yeah. Uh, With that said, though, we're going to be talking uh, some Snyder news. There's always some good Snyder news, guys. Uh, The Witcher takeaways, really just a couple trailers and stuff to talk about there. And Comic-Con Online is returning later this month, and we'll shortly talk about that. Um, And then uh, we have the State of Play, and finally our uh, little Switch OLED talk. And then, of course, I promised some Fast and Furious every week and I have not one but two movies to talk about afterwards and we'll see what else James and I can muster up for uh, games and movies and whatnot uh with that said you ready to dive right into it yep all right so first off we got the Zack Snyder news guys so you know he has a bunch of you know he made Army of the Dead recently that's his most recent thing mm-hmm. and for all intents and purposes it doesn't look like he's leaving Netflix anytime soon unless restore to the center verse succeeds which you know as much as i'd love it to i don't think it honestly will at this point i think Uh, at this point
1: wb has like burned that bridge and they're like well we can't rebuild that
0: they're honestly i feel like they're burning other bridges too they're just like literally burning bridges because they don't know where they're going and they're like i'm really bad with directions and they're (laughs) like then why are you eliminating the directions you can go i don't understand (laughs) but of course uh you have the Army of the Dead film he just came out with. And then there's a prequel coming out that he, I believe, is producing. And it's the uh, one about the safecracker. I forget what it's called. Yeah, of all
1: the people in that movie to do a, a backstory movie on, they're, they're not going with Batista. They're not going with any of the other people, like the dude with the buzzsaw
0: that he never uses. They're going with Dieter? <laughs> yes, they are going with Dieter, which I believe... Um, army of thieves so that's what it's called and he i believe is directing it that's why mm. and you know who it has in it i'm actually excited they got uh natalie emmanuel in it uh you'll know her as Missande in game oh, of thrones Oh, okay yeah and it's got a shit ton of other people i don't really know too much about they're like a lot of actors that i've never really heard of before maybe if i saw him in a role i might know him but uh i think the whole thing about this is there's not gonna be any zombies in it it's straight up just a full-on heist film Mm -hmm. in that world so it's like i think they're taking advantage of the world kind of going into chaos when the zombie outbreak occurs oh okay yeah so that's why it's gonna be cool but of course we still have the anime coming where it's gonna cover that whole montage of like you know remember the beginning where it's like the Viva Las Vegas, <laughs> v- like, yeah, so that whole, like, oh. them going in repeatedly. The anime's going to cover that The thing portion. that people
1: wanted the movie to take place during. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's cool. It's me. I mean, we're still getting it either way, so that's awesome. No, but I'm sure. pretty sure Snyder is working on that heavily. And then, you know, there's a good chance we'll see, uh... so, speaking of, uh, before we'd get a Army of the Dead sequel, Snyder's next film, though. So, here's the thing, and we talked about this a bit ago um i remember we said like he was originally in talks to do a star wars film before and then they decided not to go in that direction and it sounded very seven samurai-esque it was back when we only knew like oh there's rogue one we might get this and like a boba fett movie and stuff and then obviously things changed but uh he is like you know he we talked about how he wanted to make it anyway it just would be star wars without the name star wars yeah and which is weird but okay he is. It's called Rebel Moon, which sounds honestly really fucking awesome. And it's going to It basically, you know, he's a big uh, Akira Kurosawa fan. So he's going to take heavy influence from it, which is really cool. And then of course, uh, Star Wars influence, considering that's what it was supposed yeah. to be, uh, considering it was like a whole concept pitch. But uh Here's the little synopsis here. Rebel of Moon will follow the residents of a peaceful colony at the edge of the galaxy as they struggle against armies sent by a tyrant named Belisarius. To combat the threat, the colony sends a young woman to gather warriors from neighboring planets to make a stand against the invading force.
1: Hmm. Okay. So, like, Leia character.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. So, I'm i'm really excited to see it it just basically sounds like seven samurai still she's gonna probably gather like around that number of people and Mm. you can imagine some of them are gonna have like laser swords or some shit so it's gonna be i'm excited to see not lightsaber like not lightsaber lightsabers yeah fiber blades I (laughs) i bet i bet you they're gonna have a much more heavy katana like influence like i could see japanese influence and stuff speaking of which will be really cool did you
1: i know this is like slightly off topic but did you see the kind of teaser trailer thing that they did for uh star wars oh god the the anime oh visions yeah visions yes i did that looks really cool some of those lightsaber designs were straight up just looked like katana hilts which is super cool
0: i mean the whole thing is with that they're actually getting legitimate um anime studios mm-hmm. to do it and i but they on star wars yeah and on- honestly actually this is a great topic to talk about too i was not sure if we wanted to talk about it here but um now that we're already here they honestly look really cool i like that they're just like they don't necessarily have to be canon right they're just like do what you want and it would be in star wars basically and that idea is so awesome i mean i still would love and I think other people would too, if they just redid the entirety of the scourker saga or six out of nine of the movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's not, yeah. So one through six uh, as an anime, honestly. That would just, be cool, yeah. That would be so amazing to just watch that because then you could really let loose. Like, honestly, the way I'm thinking about it is you, we already had an anime, practically, just not an anime style animation, but the Guinea Territory, Karanowski. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. The Clone Wars micro series, which is still honestly my favorite form of Star Wars to this day. Really? I should but, show. Oh, yeah. that. Because it, it, I mean, it's like when we talk about growing up our Star Wars, of course, it was the original trilogy because everyone gets that no mm-hmm. matter what. But the ones that came out for us was the prequel trilogy and the Clone Wars micro series. And, you know, as much as I en- I enjoy the prequel <laughs> trilogy with its flaws all over the place, uh the macro series was just for me sheer perfection like you can't say one bad thing about that damn show except i wanted more Mm. (laughs) that's it so i I really loved it um but yeah uh rebel moon back to that it's gonna start off in early 2022 for production so i think they're still working it out and stuff and it's gonna be cool like it's based off of like when we talk about the pitch he had it was supposed to be Uh fall if post-Return of the Jedi with new Jedi Warriors setting out on a dangerous mission. Like it wasn't even going to be like ancient stuff. It was going to be like continuing things. It's like the I think what hurts too is that would have shown like, oh hey, here's the Jedi Order Luke built. Mm. And they said, nah, nah, it's going to take away from the depression. We're trying to bring you an eight. (laughs) It's like, wait, no. So, I mean, honestly, that concept sounds 20 times better than the sequel trilogy because it actually gives us what we thought we were going to get post-Return of the Jedi. Where instead of it was just like, hey, it's uh, it's the same thing again (laughs) where there's no Jedi.
1: (laughs) If you want to hear us gripe for like four hours on why Disney Star Wars is terrible for the most part, you could go find that episode. Yeah. I mean, honestly,
0: at this point, they're doing a lot more positives. It's really specifically yeah. their theatrical trilogy yeah their new has been yeah the new just the most just important there. thing was the thing that failed yeah
1: all the peripheral <laughs> stuff is like pretty good except for maybe solo which is just kind of okay it's not bad yeah it's, just it's okay. honestly
0: it, it's cool it's just you think about it and you're like there's actually a lot of cool stuff in it i just forgot it existed yeah. and i keep forgetting it existed yeah
1: that's the thing same <laughs> which i'll see it on disney what plus that means. Once in a while
0: and i'm just like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah you hey i remember you Darth Maul's at the end right i <laughs> just switched the thing to the next thing <laughs>
1: like daniel ruined that scene for me at some point where where like darth maul flashes his lightsaber and then turns it off and it's just like why did he do that it's a hologram <laughs> she knows hey, who she's he... calling <laughs> like she calls she says like you know lord maul or whatever like why did he flash his lightsaber for a second? Just just in case the audience was like, wait, who's that guy? Oh, I remember that lightsaber. <laughs> why is it look all janky now?
0: Yeah. It's like, what, what do you remember? Um, you know, Darth Maul's there. Woody Harrelson is a cowboy, but it's in Star Wars. And I think like Donald Glover tries to fuck a robot yeah. at one point. Woody Harrelson
1: um, taught uh, Han Solo how to shoot first. <laughs> That's the moral of that story.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, It's that movie. Yeah. God. All right. Uh, Yeah, so that's really it. Uh, I'm I'm honestly, like, excited for this, though. I'm I'm assuming if it's filming in 2022, we're going to probably not see this film until 2023, 2024, um, depending on how it goes. I mean, I'm not sure how long Army of the Dead took during, like, just production itself to post-production considering, like, that film was in, like, limbo forever because of WB, but um, if this, I I think this should be faster, if anything. If he's got, like, a crack team for post-production, I think it should go much, much faster, and we'll see it a lot sooner than we did Army of the Dead, Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Moving on. We had WitcherCon, which is looking at it a little bit over five hours of content. Yeah, I started
1: watching the first stream and I was like, oh my God, two and a half hours. Ugh. And then I scrubbed through like a half hour of it and quit out. <laughs> and then I saw that there was like another video down the line. that was like stream two. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? Is, it was a two day thing. Yeah, there was more.
0: I you know what? It's uh, it feels like something you could definitely watch in the background. We'll do yeah. something else.
1: It wasn't as many reveals as I thought that there would be, it really was more like leaning into a convention style, like asking the actors and uh, game directors, like questions. About it. Yeah, it was all that stuff, which is cool if you're fans of that. But I was just like, I don't want to spend five hours on this this weekend. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. And it's it basically for me, I think if I'm going through Destiny 2 doing Solstice of Heroes, I'll just do that. If I'm not with a party, I'll probably just have that in the background while I do it. Cause That's then fair. it's like, It's whatever I always multitask anyway when it comes to that kind of stuff but uh the main things we got we you know we we just got the main news we wanted from it which we have not one but two Witcher properties coming to Netflix this year and the first one they showed us was on August 23rd we're getting uh Witcher I believe Blood Moon is what it's called? Let me actually double check that one because it, it, like I couldn't remember the title fully. But it is, sorry, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf. That's what it is. Right. And it's a prequel movie, I believe, and it has Vesemir when he's young. And just like it says, Nightmare of the Wolf, I believe I saw Werewolf James, if I'm, if yeah, I'm correct.
1: Yeah, I saw that too.
0: So it's an animated film and it's young Vesemir. So it's like, you know, everything's pre-Geralt. And I am very excited for this because this was talked about a while ago. And, you know, we've talked about how Netflix is... They don't have... They they have to rely on a lot of original property because, you know, Disney has literally their entire vault of shit that they just need to pull out. And not saying shit is a bad thing, like, but just in sheer amount. It's like they have a giant vault of stuff they could just keep pulling out and people will be entertained forever because... All their stuff is, honestly, it's, it's, everyone always says it's timeless, so you can keep going with that. HBO Max has the entirety of Warner Brothers plus a bunch of other stuff, and they also have anything new coming from HBO, so they're pretty much covered too. But Netflix, they have to rely on a lot of original properties, just like now they're doubling down on Zack Snyder because he can build up universes for them. Like his One Army of the Dead film is spawning a prequel movie, an animated series, uh, potentially sequel movie. And uh, you also now have The Witcher, which is pretty much what Netflix is trying to make their Game of Thrones, Uh, which, you know, HBO is expanding and making more shows. Um, Amazon is going to utilize Lord of the Rings. And now for Netflix, we've had season one of The Witcher, but now we have this animated film. We have uh, the Blood Origin show coming to that's supposed to be the origin of The Witchers themselves so uh it's cool to see that they're expanding it but hopefully you know in a good way we don't you know we don't want shitty stuff but the first season of the witcher was pretty awesome so i'm hoping all this will work with it too and like i said before netflix's animation has just been for some reason on fire recently yeah for sure this animation looks really good and I'm honestly really excited to see this show. And it's only, dude, it's a month and a half away. Uh, August 23rd, that's like, yeah, it's like a month and a half. And we'll get this movie. And I'm really excited for it. Um, and then The Witcher Season 2 teaser, which pretty much was mostly Geralt and... Uh, Siri Siri yeah. in Karamorin, the Witcher stronghold for the winter And I guess, you know, she's being trained there and we get to see everyone from, I think, Lambert to uh, Vesemir to a few others. I'm trying to remember everyone's names. Like, uh, I'm not good with everyone's names yet because I only played Witcher 3. I haven't. It's honestly my only Witcher content is Witcher 3 and season one. That's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe if I get a gaming PC at some point, I could go back and get like the first two games. But you know, no one tells me to play those. Everyone says yeah. to skip those. <laughs> I mean, I hear people say that the second game is really good or pretty good. But like, I, yeah, I don't remember anyone praising the first one as much.
0: They say to skip the first one, play the second one if you really want to, but it's not necessary. Mm, um, okay. From what I've heard, like you could just go through full on um, explanations. It's like one of those u- things you just YouTube the full story. Uh Okay. But it's just because their gameplay evolves and it's like you you get to at least see the progress because it's like, I guess if you do play Witcher 1, 2, and then 3, you're going to be very much just impressed each time because you're like, yeah. oh, they went from this to this to this. This is amazing. True. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I said it before, Witcher 3 is probably one of my top five games of the generation from like the PS4, Xbox One era, easily. I'm not sure where it is there, probably like number three or something because it was really... It did a lot for me. But, yeah, the season two trailer, it was cool. It was, like, mostly just Geralt Siri, And then they showed some monsters where he's talking about, like, uh, when I tell you run, you run. When I tell you hide, yeah. you hide. I was waiting for him to say, and when I tell you to fight, you fight. Uh, and he didn't. And I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> but uh, we also see at the end, I believe, uh, Yennefer is captured yeah. by, um, what's her face? Uh Crap! How'd I forget her name?
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I watched the last season or the first season, so I'm I'm probably gonna have to rewatch it before this comes out. Oh, I want to wanna watch myself. it anyway.
0: It's only eight episodes. It's like it's exciting to watch, if anything, uh, just because it's really fun to just check all that stuff out. Yeah. And Fringilla, that's what her name was. Fringilla. Mm. Uh looks like she's captured by Frangilla and Elf Guardians. Uh, even though I guess like you know King Fultus and his forces came down and like turned the tide of the battle after Unifer set everything ablaze. Yeah. But uh, I guess, you know, they held the ground there, but I'm sure a couple of them got captured by the yeah. So Interesting. Uh, anything else to say on the trailer? No. Besides that I December mean, 17th? It's one of those things where
1: like I didn't even need to see a trailer. I'm just excited to for it to come out whenever because like you said, the first season was really good and I'm just excited for more.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, December 17th, so we're getting it. Dude, that's going to be... You binge that shit before Christmas. That's, right? like, the perfect winter show. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're doing this stuff in winter. It's it's really awesome. And uh, last... Well, I guess sort of movie TV show, because it, it pretty much will just be movie TV stuff. Uh, Maybe some comic stuff, but I doubt it. The Comic-Con at home or Comic-Con online is uh, happening. Again, like, last year. And last year I tried to go through it, and it took... A lot to get through but um, looking through there's a lot of panels of course and I don't think it's that many too because all right it's July 23rd to 25th so probably the last week of July we'll cover it but we're not gonna cover of course all of it and also I'm not sure how much there will be from what we'd want to cover because normally with a lot of panels especially these virtual ones They don't really give much new content. It's more of just kind of like what we saw in WitcherCon and the uh, EA FPS run where it's just a lot of talking about like, oh, so what was it like and how is it behind the scenes and things like that. So I'm not expecting much news from everything, but I'll still go through a lot of stuff. And the big thing, the takeaway here is, James, guess who is not going to be there? i don't know marvel <laughs> dc both oh really whoa both have skipped out completely uh which uh netflix is diving in there amazon is diving in there so to there's Comic-Con? like GI Joe stuff huh to comic con yeah because amazon's got you know they've got maybe tom clancy properties yeah. they have lord of the rings they do netflix have still has all their geek stuff they did you know all that geek stuff there i think there are their flagship thing they're going to talk about there is going because it's launching comic-con is launching or is happening at the same time as the masters of the universe revelation launch Mm. so they're going to be um i think using that as the main thing but um just kind of scrolling through uh everything there's like something of lovecraft country i see some stuff for dragon ball um Star- oh Paramount Plus is there I guess for Star Trek something about Stephen Colbert uh I guess because he's probably also in Star Trek uh oh the Dragon Prince um which I it sounds like it's just gonna be behind the scenes shit I don't think we're actually gonna get what we want um and oh there is one Marvel Comics thing it looks like X-Men but I think at least their uh cinematic uh areas won't be shown there because uh, of course you know DC makes sense they they Honestly, DC and Sony are so similar. They're just like we're just not going to be at the main shit anymore because we have our own things now. Like DC has Fandom, I believe in August, and then or is it October? One of the two. Um, Marvel always has something. You know, they have D twenty three, which is their biggest in house event. And uh, yeah. remember what they did with their fucking investor call? <laughs> that was two oh my episodes God, the long. Thing
1: that like destroyed our show.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was actually so much, I was like, dude, this is so much stuff, I can't even, that was insane, like, I was actually dying from the amount of content from that, it was still cool, but, uh, you know, they also have, eventually, I think, Star Wars Celebration returns in 2022, uh, which is in time, I think, for their first theatrical film post-Rise of Skywalker and stuff, but... Uh, yeah, Comic-Con, we'll cover what we see. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go through the schedule and just see what there is that I want to watch. And from there, uh, we'll see from those selected between us to if there is anything we actually even want to talk about. Honestly, it'll probably be anywhere from 10 minutes to 45 minutes of content that we yeah. talk about it. But I doubt it, honestly. I feel like it's going to be like five or 10 minutes if it's like last year's, because last year I, didn't, I got like nothing out of it. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Moving on to the gaming news, we got the state of play from Sony. I mean, and they—I don't know. I it wasn't
1: as much content as I was hoping, but it's because we missed. They missed
0: E3, but like, I don't know. What was there was okay. It's. I mean, it's not. It's what I was expecting, honestly. Well, the um, because they, they
1: did set expectations a bit of like it's mostly about uh death uh
0: death loop, yeah and, like, it's FPL it's other things. it's third party indie and death loop yeah. and the thing about that too is they're getting they're getting them out of the way James
1: I don't know is that they're, what they're doing
0: I, I honestly think they are I honestly think they're getting them out of the way for another big sh- they're gonna do their big showcase and they're gonna be like yeah. hey uh. Deathloop's about to come out, so he wanted to do one last straw of it. And here's these other ones that are cool to show here, but maybe would kind of lose traction for what we're going to show you in the big showcase in which, like, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. First, let's just go through what we have here. For sure. I honestly wasn't interested in this many of the games that were shown. I just don't, they they just weren't my cup of tea for the most part.
1: I think for me, it was literally just the first thing and the last thing
0: uh the first like we'll go through the order if you care we could stop for it but uh i'll also let you know if i wanted to stop if i don't say anything that means I i I can keep going (laughs) to the next thing uh moss book two yeah i'm actually really excited for
1: this just because like i have been wanting to play PSVR stuff for a while like i've said a bunch of episodes ago i got one from like a friend of a friend that like just wasn't using it anymore didn't want it taking up space in their apartment and they're like hey does anyone want this Anyway, and but I, I haven't used it because I still have not bothered to find the serial, like to open up the box to find the serial number on the headset or whatever and request the uh, adapter for the PS5 because that's a thing apparently. But one of the, there aren't that many PSVR games that people say like, you got to play it. It's pretty much like Beat Saber and Moss. So I am excited that they're actually bothering to make a Moss 2. That's actually pretty cool to me.
0: For sure, uh, Arcadia, Arcadia
1: yeah, I uh, uh, I don't know, it's okay. Traps of Midgard,
0: <laughs> not interested. Fist, yeah, this one really does not play for me at all. Hunter's Arena Legends, which is I will just say it's a battle royale. It looks like, and yeah, I... uh, it will be. They said you know you can get it uh it for free from August to september and it sounds like it's basically going to be um they were telling us early it's going to be one of the august playstation plus games basically oh, so okay. we'll have it um but and that was the one with those weird hunter things and i think you're fighting monsters as well you're fighting like demons and other players yeah it, didn't, Battle
1: Royale. it didn't really do much for me
0: yeah so uh jet the far shore which is coming 20 20- oh sorry sifu which is uh, i think they delayed it to twenty twenty two.
1: i do kind of like the creative way that they did that where like throughout the trailer they showed off a new mechanic that they hadn't showed off before that like somehow when your character when you like fail a mission or whatever your character comes back older like a couple years older or something like that which is interesting because like i couldn't quite tell at first until like very clearly throughout time his hair was getting more and more gray and stuff like that and it's interesting because it's not that's not going to make you weaker it's going to make you apparently stronger like you're a a wiser fighter and stuff like that which interesting but like what if you just really really suck at this game does your character get to be 106 years old and you're still fighting like what's
0: how many times do we have to teach you this lesson Uh, old man and
1: it's also weird that like it's is no one else aging up or are you fighting new people like a few years later and like i don't know it's gonna be interesting to see how they like story-wise like weave that into the story or whatever but i don't know they've shown sony has shown this game off at like a few uh state of play oh right the the, the delay i just thought it was uh, clever that they um they were showing the character aging up throughout the trailer. And then like at the very end, they were like coming 2021 and they did the same like year rolling up thing. And it's like, 2022. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. Uh... So, Which, so that was a clever yeah. way to say like, Hey, here's a new mechanic, but also we're delaying our game for like a little bit longer. But yeah, I don't know. Just every time Sony has shown this game off at a state of play, It just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know. I don't like I know a lot of people are excited for it because I guess it looks like a cool brawler, but I it doesn't look that special to me. And just showing a guy fighting people doesn't really do much for me. Like, you got to tell me why he's doing that for me to be like, oh, yeah, I want to I want to see that guy's story. But that's just me.
0: Yeah, I I don't have any interest either. Not my cup of tea, but I will say like, I mean, I'm glad uh, other people are very excited for it that a lot for of sure. people are talking about it yeah and i'm glad other people want to play these games like it you never should feel like you're obligated to play a game that you're not yeah, interested in basically there's way like, too many games coming out don't to, fake your interest yeah to play yeah. like
1: all of them you got to pick and choose
0: uh jet the far shore which is coming 2021 anything for that one or no eh, it looks kind of interesting but i don't know all right uh, Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles, which is coming October 15th. And dude, it looks like it's just covering all of season one. Pretty much. I mean, it lo- I like that it looks
1: pretty faithfully, re- it-, it pretty faithfully recreates some of the scenes from the show. But at the same time, I literally just watched that show. I don't really feel like I need to play the game. Unless people... <laughs> I don't know. The only thing I can think of is if people, if it comes out and people are like, oh my God, it's it's a 10 out of 10. It's like the most fun combat that's been happened in years. Like, you got to play it. Other, other than that, I'm just like, nah, I got the story. I, I think I'm good.
0: I mean, it, there's always, you know, all the animes always seem to have games, whether mm-hmm. it's like Naruto or Dragon Ball or Attack on Titan. They all have games that, you know, a lot of people actually really love. There's a whole fan base of these people, even in the US, that love these games and, Personally, I never really seen the interest for myself, but um, I've always been somewhat curious because it's like... Um, I don't know why. It's like with Attack on Titan, I always thought it would be interesting to play just because it's like, oh, you got the 3D maneuvering gear. Yeah. And it's like doing all that stuff. With Demon Slayer, it feels like the same way because you're using the different forms of the uh, fighting techniques, except for um, Sinetsu, who's just using one form because yeah. he's unconscious. But... Uh, I did, like, you're seeing all the different forms. And it was also weird, though, watching it because they're all talking in English. And it That's was, like, cute. the English dub. And I'm like, what's happening right now? I don't, I don't know what's happening. Um, actually, like, last night, I was in a party chat and someone was watching Yashihime. And I think they are watching it on, like, Toonami or something because it was the English dub. And they're like, do you, you know what that is? And I'm listening to it. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and then I hear the Inuyasha music. And I'm like, is that Inuyasha? And he's like, yeah, it's Yashihime. I'm like, dude, I... I watched it in Japanese. I don't know if the fuck they <laughs> how am I supposed to know the same people? They sound completely different. Yeah. But,
1: uh Inosuke yeah. sounds so weird in English.
0: Ooh <laughs> 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 yeah, it does. Uh but yeah. Uh I I I'm probably still not that interested, but it's it's like one of those ones where Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer I would say come the closest when it comes to those games. I'm oh, sure. just gaining my interest uh lost judgment uh
1: i mean i kind of wanted to play the first one so i might get to this eventually but eh.
0: okay uh here we go death stranding director's cut
1: i i mean i like that apparently you can buy like a ten dollar upgrade from ps4 to ps5 so that's nice and they did say that uh, game saves are going to transfer. So that's also nice. So I could literally just pick up where I left off, which was after the game, but just with more stuff to deliver and, and whatnot. Uh, roads to build. But like I do like some of the new things that you can build, like jump ramps to get across small chasms if you are riding like a, a high-speed vehicle or something like that. I liked the, uh, oh God, the delivery cannon. <laughs> Which lets you like shoot your packages like far distances. I don't know why you would want that, but that sounds super funny. Yeah, I don't know. It it looks like a, a lot of nice little additions. Also, I I, I do like that there there are going to be more story missions. I just don't know how those are going to weave into the story, especially if you've already beaten the game. So we'll we'll see about that.
0: Yeah, and also uh, haptic feedback. Oh, that's and... the other thing.
1: Yeah, I I've been saying thinking for a while that like if there's any game that could really benefit from the playstation 5 controller features death Stranding is one of them for sure
0: yeah i'm just like okay we're getting this and we're getting ghost of tsushima like a month apart and they're the director's cuts and i'm like i'm glad i now waited for death stranding because that just gives me time to play other games and i'll just delay it like i can get through the last of us i can get through outer worlds hopefully before Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut comes out in this because like with the Ghost of Tsushima, I'm like, do I want to replay it? Do I want to just do the the other island? I don't I don't know yet. And then now there's that Stranding coming a month later in what was it? September uh
1: oh, I missed September
0: it. 24th, which is literally like a month after Ghost of Tsushima. And it's also crazy too cuz dude, they're basically giving us PlayStation releases without really giving us PlayStation releases to populate yeah. their library more for the PlayStation 5, which is interesting. I don't know. And yeah. then
1: if, it's weird to me though cuz it's like I kind of expected them to just make PS5 versions and just be like, "Oh, now you can play it on PS5." I I wasn't really expecting or hoping Sony to be like, "But if you want to feedback. Yeah, you have 3D if, audio. Yeah, like if you want to play it on PS5, you got to give us like at least 10 bucks
0: or whatever." Uh, which I don't know. It's not like that, I and mean, it's new content too. At the same time, for them, like that's we're getting a whole island and ghosts and stuff. So it's like,
1: well, and, and for ghosts, it's like thirty bucks if you want all the stuff. But like,
0: I'm fine. I'm on it. Like I said, I thought I was paying seventy. So the fact that it's thirty made me. Pretty, yeah, I, I honestly didn't. Out, I didn't have anything to complain about. No, that's And true. if it's, is it actually so? If I have the PS4 version, it's only ten dollars for the PS5 version for the
1: i think yeah i I got that from kind of funny uh so i'm pretty sure i mean and that makes sense because like all the sony ps5 games are like 70 dollars instead of 60 bucks so it sounds like they just want you to pay the difference between the two versions and i'm fine with that
0: Mm, okay yeah because i'm i'm honestly yeah i'm fine paying whatever for these two because it's like that's not hard Uh, um that's easy for me to do uh yeah and then death loop which is coming you know there's not really anything to talk about i think like they just showed more gameplay it looks cool yeah. there's nothing um there's nothing that does anything more like i'm already sold i'm getting this game
1: yeah that's the thing like they it didn't the only thing that i could say that they showed off that was like new new would be like that very last thing in the trailer where the the main character guy i forget cole I, I honestly don't remember. He like, I think it's cool, yeah. He calls the antagonist character because it, it is interesting that they, they, they are apparently like talking to each other throughout like as they're going around. It, which is interesting because like she's actively hunting him and he's just like she won't stop talking to him.
0: Yeah. And Juliana once again is the she's either played by another player yeah. or an AI.
1: And so I, I liked that he calls her Jules at some point and she's like my name's Juliana and he's like well, I don't give a fuck what I call you. <laughs> she's like well, you used to, which is interesting that like, wait, so does she somehow have history with him that he either hasn't experienced yet or doesn't remember because it's been so long? Like, what's going on there? So that that is interesting to me. But at the same time, I very much agree with you and seemingly everyone else that like at this point we've seen a couple other deep dives on this game, like at least one other from another PlayStation Direct, like... And this game comes out in a month. I'm already sold on it. And if you're yeah. if, and if you're not sold on it yet, then you probably aren't interested in that kind of arcane game. So
0: this I, is honestly making me want to go back and play the other arcane that's games. The thing. Like, I never played Dishonored 1 and 2 or Prey. And I'm like, maybe I, I kind of want to now, honestly. Yeah. And like
1: I own Dishonored 2. I never finished. Well, I own both of them. But I never finished Dishonored 2. And they, I think both have game bo- uh, frame rate boost on Xbox One or series x sorry so i i might actually play that there at some point maybe but yeah th- at this point i don't... I mean they
0: should won't they be free on there too at a certain... yeah they're on game it's... pass
1: oh per- yeah yeah but yeah so i at this point i have seen like you i have seen enough of de- uh, death loop i keep wanting to say death stranding it's driving me nuts like <laughs> i've seen enough of death loop i mean they're coming out in the same month yeah oh my god the deaths. <laughs> the death <the> loop stranding <laughs> but anyway uh, a strand loop i you know what it's funny it feels like those two worlds could uh, could uh coincide that like maybe what causes the the death stranding is you breaking the loop
0: you wake up as cole and there's just a naked norman rita standing right in front of you and it's like there was a bang and you're just like oh no what the fuck are you talking about man <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. what are you talking about man i don't know why i'm talking like this <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah at this point i'm very sold on the game i do not need to see more and I, I didn't even need to see what they showed today, uh, like the other day. It's just like, just give me the game, please. I'll, I'll wait the month to give me. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to get two awesome soundtracks. We're getting churches and we're getting... I mean, we already have churches. We're going to get churches again in Director's Cup mode. Yeah. And we're going to get this awesome just like 70s, like just funk awesomeness. Oh, yeah. It's also it's super
1: back to death stranding for a second it's also super weird that they're like also the fragile cup or circuit and it's just like well you put a racing game in this game what the hell
0: <laughs> oh yeah that was that looked funny yeah i was like oh good kojima you 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 maniac i love you so Ghost of tsushima in august death uh september 14th and then uh that that's stranding uh, uh september 24th so we're pretty much on PlayStation, shit, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> for right. a while. Like, I just that's just telling me, okay. Um, which actually, you know, what? I'm gonna do new game plus for Ghost of Tsushima because it's not uh, gonna. I don't have to do anything ever. I don't have to do it all over again. Yeah, so I was me, already planning on here.
1: doing that anyway because I I never played it on Kurosawa mode. I never played it on like lethal mode or whatever. That's, that's I called. don't.
0: I don't know what I want to do. Do I want to do it black and white Kurosawa? Do do I, do I want to? It's like all right. Do I want to try English or do I want to try Kurosawa or do I want to do it again in just Japanese and color? And I'm just like yeah. I, I don't even. I
1: definitely want to play it a little bit in Kurosawa mode, especially since the PS5 version has like better Japanese lip sync so it's it'll be a you know little what? bit more immersive.
0: I don't have to decide. I can switch it on on point anytime I want. Yeah. Yeah, so you know what? I'm going to I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a bunch of tr- I'm going to I'm going to fuck I'm going <laughs> to fuck with stuff like the entire game probably. Um, all right. So that's the state of play. And we were saying before, you know, they're getting all this stuff out of the way. So I'm thinking if you know you have death loop out of the way you have these director's cuts out of the way you have these third-party indies out of the way that gives you full-on like what's over the horizon along with horizon yeah and you're gonna get forbidden west you're gonna get god of war you're gonna to potentially see some new ips and teases of stuff to get you hyped you're gonna see other third parties come in maybe like the new call of duty maybe mm-hmm. i'm not sure maybe um There could be bigger third like they're like, oh, we got the smaller third parties and the uh, indies out of the way. Maybe there is bigger indies. Maybe there is like massive third party uh, connections they got going on with Square Enix and whatnot. I know know
1: this is probably a a bit to ask, but I think it would be great if like since Hades is coming to PlayStation 5, if they were like, hey, exclusive to PlayStation 5, you can meet Kratos in the game. (laughs)
0: Oh, dude, that would mythology. be dope as fuck. Yeah, that would make so much sense. Just classic Kratos? Yeah. yeah. Or just, was, like, like swap oh, out yeah.
1: Ares in the game for, like, Kratos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I killed him. Uh, yeah, honestly, that would be really dope. Uh, I think that would be cool. But, yeah, I think, honestly, because, all right, we got this one out of the way. I'm honestly thinking we're going to see that state of play in August. I'm betting on it now. I think it's going to happen in August. That's when we're going to get I it. I hope so.
1: Like, I just want to yeah. see their answer to everyone else's e3 stuff and it's not like they have to but it's just
0: yeah i i'm just like because it's like i, I want to be right here where because the last time i had like a crazy bet like this it was mlb the show and i'm like yeah mark watch the month after it's gonna be on playstation plus and it was like nope <laughs> no it wasn't on playstation it was like oh fuck I was, <laughs> they straight up said nah you gotta pay for this game because uh, sony wants money. that
1: major league money
0: so i think August is when we're going to see the, the showcase, though. I'm, I'm betting on it now. And I think they'll also uh, tease the next, uh, the date of the next PlayStation experience. Returning. Oh, man, I would love that. I, I yeah. so
1: badly want to go back to another PlayStation experience because I only got to go I, to the first one and I was like sick for the first day. So I missed the uh, conference. So,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think honestly, I think I'll go wherever it is. I'll just... It'll be a fun little travel, if anything. That too. I, like... I
1: have, like, disposable income now because I have a decently paying job. So I could actually travel if I want to.
0: Yeah. Um, Moving on now. Last piece of news, James. The Nintendo Switch has announced the state-of-the-art, high-tech, most powerful Switch thing Pro ever. Switch
1: Pro 4K. Woo! Not really. Yeah,
0: that's the... the oh, not even... I uh, can't yeah, not even... Uh, the OLED... <laughs> It's Dude. the OLED Nintendo Switch, or as some may call it, the Switch Pro. And you know, this is what we've always wanted for a long time. We want to throw our money at this. This is something everyone has been dying for and everyone's interested in and no one has any complaints about whatsoever. Yeah. Except um almost everyone. I think everything I just said was the exact opposite of reality.
1: Yeah. So for me, I was at like at work. Like kind of settling in for the morning and stuff because it was like early and I I checked I can't remember I was checking YouTube or I checked Twitter for a second and I saw like an announcement for the Switch OLED model and I was like oh my god they finally said something about the Switch Pro and so I watched the trailer and literally as I'm watching the trailer I'm just like wait I I don't I don't get it is it does it literally just have a better screen is is that it it doesn't do 4K or, or anything? Oh, the the dock has a an Ethernet port in it now, but I already have an adapter, so that doesn't... I don't need the new dock. Uh, Okay. How much is this thing? Well, maybe it'll be 300 bucks, just like the regular... Oh, this is $350. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, good news, though. Uh, They made sure... They, they said, you know, we know Nintendo fans don't like to walk to the future. They like to stay in the past, so... They made sure to uh, keep the same CPU and RAM. Yeah, that's as the thing well.
1: internally, from what I understand. Except for the storage doubling from 32 gigs to 64, which big whoop. I have like a 256 gig like memory card in my Switch, so I, I don't use the internal storage most of the time. I like I don't know. Uh, I like that it has a, an OLED screen that's 0.8 inches bigger, which maybe when I'm actually playing it, it'll look noticeably larger, but you know, it's, it's literally the same uh, pixel, not pixel densities. It's the same resolution. So they're just blowing up the same 720p screen. I think it's 720, uh, to an even larger real estate, which is going to make it look just slightly more larger pixels, which it's probably not going to be that noticeable, but it's just weird to me that they would give it an OLED screen, but not also make it like a, a 1080 screen just so that the... the I can't it's put, still 720, huh? Yeah. And, you know, the battery isn't any better, apparently, even though it's got an OLED screen, which is supposed to be more power efficient because when the pixels are on black, it doesn't actually even turn them on. Uh, What else? Like the Joy-Cons are the same. It's weird to me that literally the, the thing I'm most excited for about this console... The storage? No, the kickstand. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, the, the 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 original Switch kickstand is so useless that, like... it. First off, it feels flimsy as shit. It doesn't feel like it closes all the way. And when you, you know, open it, it sounds like it's snapping. And mm. it's got, like, this tiny little piece of rubber on the edge of it to try to give it a little bit of traction. But it's it doesn't really have that much surface area connection uh, contact i guess and also because it's on one side of the switch if you're not putting your switch on a perfectly flat surface it will not stay up and like if if it like if the table jostles him in a little bit there's a good chance it's going down too so the the fact that the kickstand is not only across the entire back of the switch which is definitely going to make it more uh, stable the, it also can go into any viewing angle you want, which is also great because the original equip- uh, Switch kickstand literally only had the one mode. And in my opinion, it put the Switch way too vertical. So I had to place it farther back than I'd like to, to have it facing me at the right angle. But then I'm looking at a tiny screen from like two feet away. And like, I'd literally rather just hold it as a handheld. So mm. it's, so the the kickstand looks like really nice, but I'm not going to spend $350 on a Switch with a better kickstand. And, you know, the other thing that could have gotten me to get this is, like, if it was able to output in 4K or whatever or something like that, like, when it's docked. And that's apparently not a thing. So, and that's the other thing that, like, I didn't even consider that, like, because I probably play my Switch equal amounts docked and undocked so i'm like so for me i'm like oh i would enjoy that better screen every once in a while but there's a lot of people that literally treat their Switch as like just a console and for them having a better screen is like gonna be completely pointless because i um
0: i only use it as a handheld mm. for myself i i don't see a point of using the dock just because when i'm playing it i'm just like i just want to play it over here over there have it yeah. portable because i'm just like if i'm home i have a i have a playstation and an xbox and a pc yeah and i'm gonna be honest why am i gonna play my switch when i have those around me that's fair. and honestly like i've been playing animal crossing while well, i'm maybe watching something or if i'm in a loading screen for destiny yeah <laughs> that's the that's it So uh,
1: uh for me like i really wanted to want this thing but I, I just can't justify spending $350 on it when my Switch is still, like, perfectly fine. Like, I'm one of the lucky people where my Joy-Cons never experienced Joy-Con drift. Uh, so I'm still perfectly happy with mine. And I don't know, maybe if my Switch breaks at some point, I might splurge for the slightly better model. But also, the, the only thing that could probably get me to get it day one... Is if they announce like a Metroid bundle of some sort or a special edition Metroid bundle because they they made a point of saying like hey it comes out the same day as Metroid Dread why not pick up a new console on the same day as you pick up this like new Metroid game so but I don't know I'm not super um, confident that they're gonna do that because if if they I feel like if they were gonna they would have done that at the same time especially yeah. since Metroid Dread comes out in like October which is just a, co- a few months away. So, it's like
0: when the Series X was going to come out with Halo Infinite, yeah. and I'm like, they'll make like a Halo yeah. Series X, but then they forgot to put out Halo with the console, yeah. so it didn't work.
1: <laughs> so for me, unless they, in the next couple months or whatever, before Metroid Dread comes out, they announce like a special edition Metroid uh, OLED Switch model. I personally have no reason to get this one, which is sad because I love Nintendo stuff.
0: Yeah, and it, it just... I think for me, I've only played two of the, what, like, eight games I own uh, from Nintendo, and even then, like, it's one of those things I'm just getting to very slowly. At the same time, like, I I wanted to do a full discussion eventually. Uh, I'm not doing it today because it's going to be too long, but I have, like, a whole gripe with Nintendo, especially with the Switch, just because, you know, it's the first console or first anything I've had of theirs since the Game Boy Advance, and uh, from what I expected the Switch to do, it has honestly failed my expectations miserably, uh, and I'm like actually very disappointed with uh, what what it's done so far. Um, but that's like I said, a conversation for another time. All right. uh, I still like it. It's just it it it's done like three tenths of what I wanted it to do, mm-hmm. which is sad. Um, but uh i have no need for this Uh, i don't need a 0.8 inch increase i don't need oled because it's like i'm i don't need to go from slightly okay to slightly more okay in turn it's like for a thing where they're like look it's sort of better graphics i'm like bro yeah it's not not that much it's like not
1: even though because like the series sorry the switch like the the whole point of an oled screen is not that it's like Clearer. It's just got generally brighter colors.
0: Yeah, so it's better. And I mean, if you're outside, this is great for if you're sure. Doing yeah. horrible shit. Yeah, which I would like that personally. Like the OLED is probably the most enticing thing besides the uh bigger storage. But at the same time, I also feel like they should have had this in there to begin with.
1: Yeah, remember the. Vita? I feel like they're. I
0: feel like they're. Yeah, I feel like they're very much behind. Like, it's always a thing they're behind of, but it's another thing of, even if people are annoyed, this is that thing where they slap $350 if they wanted to on a trash can and people are going to buy it and say it's the best thing ever. And that's the other thing. that's what they, there's just a constant blind fandom of Nintendo. I feel like, yeah. And this is another example.
1: It might have gone over a little bit better if they had, because the Switch, the the base Switch has apparently never, still has not had a uh, price drop for their console so I can't and, even get it <laughs> that's the thing and that's probably because nintendo sees that like it's still selling like gangbusters so like we don't need to entice people to buy a switch anymore like yet because people still want the switch for 300 dollars. because that's usually when a console manufacturer will do like a 50 dollars price drop or something c- when they start to see like you know sales dip so yeah. they're like okay well sales are dipping how will we entice the people who are like on the edge of buying a console, we'll knock 50 bucks off. Maybe that'll get some more people, and it usually does. But Nintendo apparently hasn't had to do that for the Switch, so I think a lot of people were expecting when another uh, when a new model came out, they were going to knock the price of the original down and make the new one the $300. And so if they had done that, they would have had the Switch Lite, or Lite, the, whatever, the, the portable-only Switch is it was light, yeah. $200. The base switch would have been could have been $250. And then the OLED model could have been $300. And I think that would have made a lot more sense and people would have been a little bit more accepting of that price than $350 because that's the other thing people were pointing out like that's more expensive than a uh, Xbox Series S. That's yeah. That's a lot more <laughs> It's not a, a portable something
0: console. something that underperforms against it, too, yeah.
1: But, like, yeah, it's it's stronger than the Switch. It has more games than the Switch. I mean, Game Pass alone is going to make that way more useful. But... Yeah. So, I don't know. For me, it's like I was br- excited for a new Switch model for, like, a minute until I watched that trailer, and I was like, oh, this is not for me. Like, if I, maybe if I didn't have a Switch yet... I'd, I would be like, oh, cool, an even better model. You know what? There's a bunch of games on it now. Finally, I might plunk down 350 bucks. But like I said, I already got a Switch. And if literally the only difference is a slightly brighter, colorful screen, meh.
0: Yeah, I agree. um Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I don't think there's anything more to say yeah. that just at least odds are we're not getting it. Yeah.
1: So. Unless they announce a Metroid bundle with like <laughs> a Metroid yeah, sticker yeah, on it and I'll get bundle. that. Yeah.
0: Alright, are you ready to get into what we've been talk uh I was gonna say what we've been talking? Yeah. What we've been watching and playing recently, man? Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna start off with uh what I said I was gonna start off with, which is the the fast movies. Oh yeah, and like <laughs> like I said, I've watched too fast too furious and the fast and Fu- the fast and furious Tokyo drift yeah and, so now you know why people love han <laughs> i i do i i understand a lot now so first off uh talking about too fast too furious i it feels like a weird jump for me where it's like you go from late 90s early 2000s like weird like, not crazy budget action movie, which is the first one, where just looking at it, it feels like a definite product of its time where you're like, yeah. oh, okay. And you watch Too Fast, Too Furious, and it's like 2000s action movie, Miami. Dude, I legit and it's don't just, remember the plot of that movie. It's so much more vibrant. It's basically uh, Brian is now... Uh, Paul Walker's character is now a just street racer because he failed at apprehending Dom oh, in really? the first one. So he actually gets caught during a street. R- he's in Miami though. And he gets caught during a street race and they like catch him and they get, well, they're like, we need to, uh, you can either like get screwed over or you can work with us to take down this drug Lord guy. And cause he needs like drivers or whatever. And he's like, all right, fine. And uh, he's like, I need someone with me though. And he basically gets Roman Pierce, played by Tyrese, uh, yeah. who is basically under, like, house arrest. And, and it's like he's doing these racing, this crazy, like, battle derby racing. And they're like, how are you able to do that if you're on house arrest? And he, like, basically in that park has a trailer there. And he's like, I just live here so it makes it easier so I can still do this shit and make money. And he also, it was like when Brian was first a cop, uh, Roman got busted and he blamed him for it even though like he had no idea it was happening but like you know he made his own mistakes and went to prison and came out later and eventually I, I didn't realize because I know like all these characters are in the later movies and I didn't know that like they meet through Paul Walker's character not Dom I was like oh shit and so is Te- uh, Taj Tej, uh, who is uh, ludicrous and I'm like whoa like <laughs> These two are like, I know they're in the other movies, so I got really excited seeing them in it. And I thought it was so cool. And I also thought um, it was interesting just seeing the whole plot of it because you have fucking Eva Mendes in it as an undercover cop, but it's also like she's undercover as uh, the kind of like the coordinator type person for this drug ring and also is the lover of the main like villain who's uh i believe carter Verone, and he's like trying to he's like oh i need to transport like money and drugs or something but also i'm gonna kill you all at the end to do it and it's just crazy everything works there because they start doing the whole family thing a little bit where you see like the the crew which is mainly like it's tyrese it's uh paul walker it's Ludacris, and uh you also have Devin Aoki in it as Suki, and I was looking at her, and I'm like, I've seen her somewhere, and then it hit, I looked at her IMDb, and it hit me, and it's like Deadly Little Miho from fucking Sin City, what? the the woman with the swords that starts killing people in Sin City, Um, in the Clive Owen portion.
1: Uh, it's been portion. a while since I saw that movie. I don't remember that part.
0: It was like the area where it's, I think they're all technically, I honestly want to say they're all uh, prostitutes. But, like, they can all basically kill everybody if they want to. Huh. And uh, she's one of them. And it's, like, a crazy whole... It's a whole crazy thing. And I, I just loved how they do all this crazy... They, they try to up the ante a bit. Because, like, Fast and Furious... The, the Fast and Furious, the, the most that happens is they're trying to raid a... Pit, a, a tow tr- like, trying to raid, like, a, a truck... And there's a dude with a set-off shotgun shooting at them, and they're just kind of hanging off the truck. And you're like, dude, that's crazy. In this one, the crazy part is they ma- they go for jumps in Too Fast, Too Fear. So in the beginning, uh, when they're race the first race, uh, Ludacris is like, you know, raise this drawbridge. Uh, or raise, like, the, the bridge that, like, I guess, yeah, I think it's a drawbridge. And so Paul Walker just fucking flies and does, like, a bridge jump like, across a, like, rising bridge, and so does Suki, and they both make it, and it's really cool to seeing, like, their success there, and then later on at the end, uh, Verone is getting away with Eva Mendez on his yacht, and so Paul Walker and Tyrese, to get on there, do a jump from the pier onto the boat, onto the yacht. They, they drive the car, and do a fucking car jump in, uh, on top of the yacht, <laughs> and it's what? so fucking crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. And I've seen like trailers for the other Fast movies, how insane. There's like cars swinging from buildings, swinging, cr- swinging across cliffs, and getting picked up by jets. And I'm just like, I'm gonna, like, I'm excited to see the evolution of just the insanity they do, like how it it's like they have to one up each other each time. It's like it went from uh, attacking a truck to doing crazy car jumps in Too Fast, Too Furious. And I have to say, I think it's funny because I think Brian does a much better job in this one than the first movie because it, Paul Walker, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I gotta i am be honest, dude, his he feels so out of place in both of these movies where he's just like, hey man, I'm here to race. And everyone's like, do good cuz <laughs> it's just it's like all right um and Tyrese as Roman Pierce is probably my favorite part of this movie especially there's a scene where he they're they're like driving two of Varone's men in each car and Vron's men are supposed to kill them at the end and they prepare for it they know they're gonna get killed so they prepare and they outfit the cars and they outfit them with ejector seats so, uh, when they're driving, <laughs> Tyrese pulls out, like, a a, a detonator. And he goes, Ejecto-Cito, cuz! <laughs> and he hits it, and the dude gets ejected out of the fucking car. And I started dying. I was like, whoo <laughs> <laughs> It sounded like a fucking Harry Potter spell. It's, it was so fucking good. I loved it. I was dying. I was like, dude, this is already... Now officially, my favorite moment so far of the Fast and Furious movies of the three I've watched, I that is my favorite part by far. It's just ejector seat, <laughs> so fucking good. Yeah. Oh my god! And then he's like, "What point?" He's like, "Yo, w'e hungry." Cause when they're, cause they're like. um he keeps disrespecting the drug lord, and that's what that was his excuse. He's like, we hungry for, we're hungry for money, we're hungry for success. And I was just dying. I was like, dude, I love Tyrese in this role. This is fantastic, and I'm excited to see more of them. And I think, uh, I think four is when they come back. I want to say I haven't watched it yet, but I was just like scrolling through IMDb's just because I was curious who's in each one. And uh, Eva Mendes was just interesting in it because she's not really a racer or anything. She's just kind of like the the insider giving the information and the arm candy and whatnot and you could just tell like just by her role you're like oh she's not coming back (laughs) this is like her one movie she's not going to be in another movie that's it but uh yeah it was it was cool I was definitely enjoying this one it also felt really weird because I was always under the assumption that besides Tokyo Drift Vin Diesel was in every single movie so it was weird to just see Paul Walker yeah. and not Vin Diesel. And I'm like, oh, so Paul Walker is the main character. Why don't I feel like he is? <laughs> well, wait, was Paul Walker in Tokyo Drift? Because I just remember no. them. Like, so none of them are in Tokyo That's Drift, what I thought. Except for, well, I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But there is a, a cameo at the end. but um, Yeah,
1: it's just like that movie, I think they tried to be like, let's just take it, the series in a different direction and, with all new people. and. It didn't really go over super well <laughs> for a lot yeah. of people.
0: And this takes place two years after... Two Fast and Furious is two years after The Fast and the Furious. So it's like 2003 when this comes out. Right. And I enjoyed it, though. It was, it was a good time. And it, it built the hype. You right. know, the hype's been building now. And then I watched the 2006 movie from three years after The Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Dude. Lucas Black as Sean Boswell made me appreciate Paul Walker, the kid, <laughs> as, <laughs> the... as Brian, uh, as Br- like it's like okay, I'm gonna be honest, dude. The the white the white protagonist method they've been doing, I'm just like I'm not feeling it at all. It's like all the people that aren't white are probably the people that are much more interesting yeah. so far in these movies. Well,
1: especially that kid was just like i don't i'm get.
0: from the somewhere and yeah the, i see you drive fast car yeah it was
1: literally just like he i don't even remember why but like his family got moved to japan and he literally it started off as like just like a high school movie or sort of well he's just like the reason he was just like learning reason, how to like i guess live in japan and then he just gets wrapped up in like drift car racing
0: well, the whole thing was he, he lives in he lives with his mom in America and he is still into racing. He's like a underground racer and shit or like he loves to race shit. So he's at school and like he starts, you know, hitting on a girl there. And then uh, the football quarterback is like, hey, bro, step away from my girl and shit. And then like, it, you know, stupid shit ensues. Like there's a baseball through his window and he's like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll race you. He's like, I'll race you for your car. And the dude's like, no way. And the girl, the the quarterback's girlfriend, because the, the quarterback's like, I, that's an 80 grand car or something. Insane. And his girlfriend is like, how about you race for me? And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and I'm looking around. I'm like, these are all of the oldest. These are some of the oldest high schoolers I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not buying this shit for a second. Okay. And they race and there's some dumb shit happens where both of them crash their cars. And he's like, uh, but they did it through a construction zone, and the dude basically destroyed a a house under construction. And they're like, we're going to send you to, like, Juvie or something. Uh, Unless they, I think it was, like, if they, unless they move. And they always move a lot, and they move because he always fucks up. He's just a fuck-up who likes to drive cars, but he's still a fuck-up. And uh, already there, I'm like, oh, so the dude just keeps, like, leaving. He basically... it's the whole thing where they're like, oh, you don't like the way your life is, so you do the driving to escape everything, but in doing so, you, you're you doing a bunch of illegal stuff, and you're like a kid, so you're still depending on your mom, and you keep destroying everything, so you guys have to move, and he basically goes, where are we moving to next? Like, he's basically a true asshole, because he's forcing his mother to keep moving her life around yeah, for him, awful. because he keeps fucking up, and I'm like thinking about it and I'm like I feel like people didn't really think about this but I'm like dude this this kid's a piece of shit and he keeps running his mouth when he shouldn't be because he's like just causing trouble he knows like these girls are with these basically over overly aggressive hostile dudes that are very territorial and he knows it anyway so he's like oh you know it's a gotta do these things <laughs> and uh I'm like okay yeah I want Paul Walker back I, I don't want to deal with this guy and yeah, he go, his mom, he's like, Where are we moving to next? His mom's like, We're not. And he's like, Oh. And <laughs> he gets sent to fucking Tokyo to live with his dad who's in the Navy. Oh, that's and, why. Okay. Yeah, I love it he first gets there. His dad thought he was going to get a different day. So he's like, Hang on one sec. And then, like, a hooker walks out and he's like, I'll see you later. <laughs> and you're like, Oh. Okay. Okay. And he, his son's like living in his dad's closet, like, actually and then, like there, it's like you move the clothing rack and then like, oh my god in there <laughs> okay but the kid immediately starts racing of course yeah uh he like gets han's car and then fucks it up and then it's like now you're indebted to han and then he comes back and the son's like were you race the father's like were you racing and the kid's like doesn't say anything basically yes and he's like all right you're i'm making a i'm gonna call your mom and let you know and he's like what do you mean like blah blah fine you don't want me and he's like you don't get it this was your one chance if i send you back you're going to juvie because your mom's not moving again and he's like "Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) oh no i didn't think about
1: consequences
0: (laughs) yeah and of course you know he sees a girl that's not japanese and goes for her because she's not japanese it feels like like straight up there's a this kid named twinkie he's uh, a black kid who's like a military brat Uh, I guess, like, his father is also on the military base or whatever. And he uh, is, no, it was Han, like, because he's indebted to Han now. Han sees him always talking to this girl who's also in high school, but is also the girlfriend of a guy whose uncle is, like, a Yakuza head. So the kid's got, like, Yakuza Ah. family and stuff. And so, of course, uh, fucking Sean goes for her and han's just like why can't you just go for a japanese woman like the other white people here i don't understand <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck is even and you know what the best part she's like it has an australian accent and i'm like what is happening right now it's like her mom died doing whatever and she basically was taken under the wing of the yakuza guy as like a i guess like a um ward of the state or something but basically she's like part of his family uh but also somehow ended up going out with his nephew and so he's like oh i want to basically go out with the nephew the yakuza nephew's girlfriend and it's like dude what the fuck is happening right now and he basically the whole movie is just him learning how to drift han teaches him and like he's got twinkie with him doing shit like twinkie's like the supplier of just anything it seems like and i love his name is just twinkie you don't learn his actual name you just the, the kid's name is just twinkie like, never <laughs> no never it's just twinkie it's played by shad moss but his name is just twinkie and i gotta say dude han is the best part of that movie i loved han a lot he he's just charisma so far i he has the most charisma out of all three movies just of any character in snacking. anything he's just eating getting girls and he's just so chill i'm like dude this dude is just cool he's just really cool i like this guy i like him more than potentially dom i don't know that's why
1: like so many people were so upset that they like kill him off at the end of that movie towards the end of that movie and yeah he just dies and 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 they're like like, don't worry this movie's like a little bit farther in the future or whatever so we could have like a a couple more movies with the other guys where hans around and then like for the last movie they're just like you know what? Fuck it. Han's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, Han, yeah, I saw the I saw the trailer for Fast Nine. He's like back. Um, uh, I also know I, I looked it up because I was very curious what the chronological order is. And Tokyo Drift is the only movie out of place, so it's supposed yeah. to take place between six and seven. That's so weird because they bring apparently Sean comes in to, at seven, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. So uh, that was their
1: explanation of like Shaw was like the one who killed Han. Don't you don't have to tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: get through it i'm gonna i'm gonna get to it as as i go i don't want I, I already know certain things but i'm like i don't need to know more i'm like yeah. i can just keep going through it um that's fair but uh tokyo drift is just interesting because it's like instead of crazy races and range they're like oh this is different you're just in like very enclosed areas doing fucking drifting where you're just turning your car a lot and stuff and using that e-brake a lot and i'm like oh this is much different this is interesting and it's a different style of racing too
1: it had a little bit of a feel of like the rocky movies sort of in that like in every movie he has to learn like a different way to fight to like counter the person he's going up against so like apollo creed in the second one he had to learn how to fight right-handed because he's left-handed because uh rocky's left-handed and apparently that's like difficult for most fighters to fight against because it's literally like opposite guarding and stuff like that yeah so uh but mickey was like yeah no but to throw him off like why don't you learn how to fight right-handed and then he'll be he'll not know how to guard against you because you'll just constantly switch up and it'll confuse him And then, like, the next movie is, like, you got to learn how to fight, like, you got to learn speed and agility, because you're you're slower than this guy, so you got to speed up. So that's kind of how, when I was watching Tokyo Drift, they were like, no, you can't just drive here. You got to learn how to drift to drive, you know, to race correctly here. So I I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: It definitely was. And I... Also, the soundtracks to these movies. For sure, right, Too Fast, Too Furious was like a trip down memory lane. I was like, oh, fuck. It's like middle school music, back at it again. Like all the ludicrous songs and shit. I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Too Fast, Too Furious was just making me so happy with the the music. And then Tokyo Drift, I finally understood where that fucking song came from, where it it plays during the actual parking lot races. Uh, I forgot what the song's called, but... They use it in a lot of memes now, like, actual, like, videos and stuff of random things. But I was like, oh, so this is where that song is from. That makes so much sense now. Like, I finally found the origin point Mm -hmm. of the fucking song that's used in so many people's videos. Okay. And uh, otherwise, I think Tokyo Drift... I liked Han a lot so far of the three. I think I've enjoyed one the most of the three of them. I like one the most. I, but I enjoyed Han a lot. And I enjoyed, it's like so far the three characters I've enjoyed the most are Dominic Toretto, Roman Pierce, and Han, are probably the three I've enjoyed the most so far. Uh, each one has been the standout of that film. I think I'll keep doing that each movie. I'll, I'll be like, which character hits me the most? And what might not even be the same one each time? Uh, but those have been so far the the three standouts for me, and next week, I'm hoping, I, I want to try to get two out of the way, I, I'm gonna do up to two a week, because I don't want to go overload with it, and like, kind of confuse myself, but I'm excited, because I think like that first act is done, and now I get to get into the full-on, like, this is where they start building up with i think fast and furious and then fast five which the rock comes into so i'm like "Ooh, we gonna get crazy now this is gonna be fun and i know like hans and all of them tyrese is in all of them like all of those guys are in all of these ones so it's gonna be really fun for those next two uh that i'll talk about next week but it should be it should be fun all right uh let me get one game out of the way really fast it's right. not a big one um i finally went through because i love the age of empires games uh, those guys made one spinoff game, kind of, that was, like, more mythological-based called Age of Mythology, and mm-hmm. it covers... Uh, it's an RTS that basically covers uh, Greek, uh, Egyptian, and Norse mythology, as well as um, the, like, Titans and stuff at a certain point with their uh, extended... Uh, their um, expansion, which was, I think, actually just called Titans, I think, or something... But it was really cool going through it. Like, I ran through the different campaign stories and everything else. And I enjoyed it a lot because the units are so much different than that of... In Age of Empires, you have these historical units. You know, you're like, oh, I have, depending on the game, Axemen, Musketmen, basically regular soldiers and stuff. And you have, like, your cavalry and you have archers and stuff. You basically have, like, melee range close-up uh, mounted units and stuff. But And, like, cannons and, like, siege units this one is similar, but instead you're like, oh, I have Cyclops and Frost Giants and, like, Medusa Snakes and giant bird, like, the rock. the Those giant birds that, like, can carry people and stuff. And they have a, they actually carry a basket and they can transport you over the air. So you actually have an air unit, which is insane because you don't have that in Native Empires. <laughs> and you're like, huh, okay. But it, it was really cool. I definitely, like... In terms of the ones I like to replay a lot, or like, I I just love to go back to, it's probably two and three. Age of Mythology was fun, but it's not one I don't think I'd revisit, like the first one, which I'm going to play again because they've made a definitive edition of it. So I do want to like replay it soon. But I really liked it a lot. I think if you haven't played it, and you really love RTS games, and you love, especially if you love Age of Empires games, you should give it a shot. It's the only one that didn't get the definitive upgrade. Instead, it got an HD one like Age of Empires 2 originally. And it is cool, but it's not like anything too crazy. And it's just fun. It's fun seeing a completely different take because they can use not necessarily a a very chaotic imagination, but they, they got to use just monsters instead of humans, which gave them much more... Uh, free will in terms of I guess like the range of how they can go about in the creation of this stuff but like I said really cool RTS it's pretty much Age of Empires just with uh, It's like same thing with unit collecting the The main difference is just that you have uh, more mythical units and It's also like a weird worship based tree line so you could actually choose Which uh, when you advance in ages like what kind of deity do you want to worship? Uh, and each one will give a specific set of units and upgrades and things like that, and I thought that was actually really cool. Personally, I think I really enjoyed Egyptian units the most. I thought they were the coolest, but, you know, it's gonna... Each one also has different strategic value, so just like regular um, units or regular civilizations you have in Age of Empires, but, yeah, just depends what you want to do with it. Otherwise, really cool RTS. Liked it a lot. Uh, That is... Cool. Honestly, all I gotta say about that. Alright. And your turn. So for me, the
1: most recent thing that I've watched and it was a complete surprise because I either forgot that they were gonna do more or just never heard any news about it. There's a second season of I Think You Should Leave on Netflix now.
0: And... Wait, is that the... The the skit show? Fucking hot dog guy. We're all trying to find out who... Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, dude, it's so funny. Like speaking of hot dog stuff like that was probably one of my favorite sketches uh from this season was like there was like like the the main guy who was like oh god i keep forgetting the name of the actor i, I think i looked it up uh before this uh, da, 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 da. T- uh tim robinson i guess yeah uh so he had a skit in this season where like he's like sitting down in his office and he's about to eat a hot dog or whatever and someone <laughs> walks in and he's like oh hey we're about to have that meeting now he's like but it's lunchtime though like oh yeah no but one one of the guys needs to like make a flight or whatever so we push it up a half hour and she like walks away and he's just like looks all confused he's like i don't think you can do that what so like he's just like i don't think you're allowed to like fuck with people's lunchtime or whatever so he like Goes to the meeting, but he's, like, very clearly just, like, put his hot dog with, like, the bun and everything, like, in his sleeve.
0: What? <laughs> and he's just, like, trying. Is just leaking mustard and shit? He's just,
1: like, trying to, like, really subtly in the meeting put his, like, face up to, like, the sleeve of his uh his coat or whatever and just, like, eat his hot dog. And it's, like, it's very obvious what he's doing. And people next to him are, like, dude, are, are you eating a hot dog right now? oh <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, no, I'm just, shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and like at some point he like, <laughs> he puts his head down on the desk. He's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm just really tired. I'm going to put my head down for a second. And just like the guy giving the presentation says, wait, what's going on here? What's going on with Tim <laughs> or whatever? And some, some guy across the table is like, I think he's eating a hot dog. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm just really tired. And he's like, I can see the hot dog sticking out of your sleeve. <laughs> And it just, like, he, like, sucks it up real fast, so it, like, oh, no. disappears. And he's just, like, very clearly he just starts to choke. And he's just, like, uh, Tim, Tim are you okay? And It, it just it goes crazy, and, like, he starts to, like, choke, and they, they have to, like, give him the Heimlich maneuver and everything he, like, throws up after they get the, the hot dog out of his throat. And he ends the scene just, like, see, that's why you can't mess with lunch, guys. You just can't. <laughs> It was, like, later on in, like, another skit, he sh- like, that same character showed up again, which is, like, not something I was expecting because I don't remember them doing that in the first season. And he's just, like, uh, like, hey, have you ever been embarrassed by something in the office? Like, or, or like embarrassed, like, eating a hot dog or whatever? Well, not with my invention, which is literally just, like, a vacuum with, like, oh, a no. hose that you put up to your mouth to suck hot dogs out of your throat if you... <laughs> if for some reason you're specifically choking on a hot dog and he's like and he tries to go into a sales pitch of like like i invented my machine because of an, an embarrassing incident that happened at work i'm not going to say what it was but i was fired for that incident they say, <laughs> they say that i to, that it wasn't related but they de- like but they definitely waited a few weeks to do it and it t- like are you really sure that it had nothing to do with the fact that no one could look at me without laughing anymore Really? It had nothing to do with it. and <laughs> It's just like, I don't know. This this show is so funny. It's like exactly my type of humor where it's just like start with like a completely normal setup and then just ha- have like one kernel of an idea of like what if this guy really just doesn't want to miss lunch or whatever and then they just like yeah. go with it to the extreme of it and it's so funny and like th- there was another skit, uh, or skit where like a bunch of, uh, I guess, business uh, people uh, connected to their old, like, uh, economics professor or something from college. And they, they were like, oh, let's have a dinner or whatever and, and catch up on, you know, what's happened since our graduation. And then they all get their food. And the professor sees, like, the Tim Robinson guy again got, like, a really good looking burger and he got, like, something else or whatever. And he's just like, damn, that's a really good looking burger. I should have got that. And then, like, he's like, oh, haha, yeah, it looks really good. And then they, you know, keep going with the conversation. <laughs> the professor keeps going, like, looking at the burger. <laughs> and oh, he's no. just, like, keeps every once in a while saying, it's just like, man, I should have got uh, that burger. <laughs> and he's just like, uh, professor, d- do you want, like, a bite of my burger? <laughs> he's just like. Oh, yeah. And like before that, he like literally reaches across the table to like pretend that he's taking the burger and he like literally grabs it off his plate and like pretends to take a few bites and he just like puts it back on the burger on the plate. He's like, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Just, that's when he's like, Professor, do you want to bite him my burger? And he's oh just like, God. oh, yeah, sure. Okay. And he like actually takes bite. Uh, takes the burger, takes a bite. He's like, you know what? This is so good. I'm going to eat the whole thing. And it's just like everyone just like sits there watching the professor eat this, like the whole other guy's meal. And it's just like, I don't know, that shit like it, and like and then of course immediately after the professor is done with it, he's like, I shouldn't have done that. Now and now you're now you're all gonna tell everyone what I did. You can't do that. I'm gonna tell everyone that you're planning to kill the president. He's like, Why would you do that? It's like I have I'll find I'll make a video of it. Like, why would you do that? It's just like so, I don't know. I, I don't want to go over, like, every skit that's in this Yeah, season, no, you know, It's yeah, just, yeah. like, that's the kind of shit that makes me laugh so hard. It's just, like, random humor of just, like, start with something simple and just go – how far can you take that s- single simple idea? And it, it just it, – this, and also the delivery of all the lines in this show is just so well done. Like, the, the, the comedians that they get to participate in the show are just so good at this kind of humor. And, uh, man, like, I – I saw that this second season showed up on Netflix when I was like at lunch at work and it was like a really hot Oh, and you just started
0: watching it there yeah it was
1: like a really hot day so I was like I'm not gonna go out to my car to eat like usual to like have some privacy I'll just like eat at my desk or whatever I'm looking for something to watch and I'm just like oh shit I think you should leave as another season I'll watch this and I literally was like trying so hard not to laugh in like the quiet office so it's just like it's so good
0: nice i uh i watched season one i thought it was okay i there was it was like very hit or miss for me for sure like i think there's definitely some kids that are just like kind of okay yeah i liked hot dogs garfield house and like another one i forget which one it was it was like honk if you're horny or some shit oh yeah but like uh was so stupid uh would you just only question is would you say the second season is better than the first um or the same
1: I don't know I think it's about the same I I definitely remember there being a few skits in the first season that made me like just gut laugh but this season was more just like me leaning into the screen going like no what's going on oh my god what (laughs) and so I don't know it wasn't so much like belly laughing but it was I was still like snickering pretty hard throughout the whole season okay gotcha
0: That's pretty cool. I'll I'll probably watch it eventually as well because I I did watch the full first season. So I I have a high chance of watching the second one just to get at least, if I can get three laughs out of it, I'll be pretty satisfied if anything.
1: Dude, like every episode is like 15 minutes. So they go by really fast.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. But that has been our show. That has been episode 107 of Sutra Side Talk. You can, of course, write into us Give us any feedback, comments, or, once again, questions. Send us questions you want us to read on the show. And if you're the first question we read on an episode, you will get something special. Uh, You can at suturesidetalk at gmail.com. Once again, suturesidetalk at gmail.com. You can find that in the show notes as well. And, of course, just look at the title and just add gmail.com to it. It's pretty easy. Uh, Of course, you can follow the show at Suturesidetalk on Twitter and Instagram. And you could follow James on Twitter at invadergym124. And you could follow me on Twitter at gogocomzilla. And, of course, please subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you can give us that five-star review, that would really help us out a lot, especially that one. But that has been the show. Uh, we recently, if you check out from last week, we have our backlog special from June. You could check that out. James talks about Persona 5 and I talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey for quite a long time. It was like our big games we were trying to get out of the way for quite some... It's something we Both couldn't like do in a regular number episode. really long episode. games. Yeah. It was something made for the Backlog Special pretty much. And then uh, we also put out up to it, down to it last week, episode 7 where we talk about Dungeons and Dragons the uh, actual pen and paper game. So go mm. check that out. We've got a uh, bunch of people I used to go to school with there. Uh, some ex- uh, A couple people I actually have never had on before. So that was really fun. And later on this week, we begin our July portion of Sutra Sidewatch where we're going to be doing Tarantino and uh, Robert Rodriguez. So our movie coming up this week is Death Proof from Robert, R- Robert Rodriguez. No, Qu- damn it, I'm <laughs> fucking it all. Uh, Death Proof from Quentin Tarantino. I believe it's his fifth yeah. film. And uh, joining us is actually my buddy Roman from Up To It Down To It. So he's with us, and he'll actually be with us for four episodes, uh, both uh, Tarantino Rodriguez and also James Cameron next month. So you're going to get him for four fun-filled episodes there. But, of course, uh, we'll be back again with um, 108 next week, and uh, we'll see what other news we've got. I don't think there is any more Switch news to cover and we've gotten Witcher out of the way. I think it'll be just little bits and pieces again, if anything, until late July when we have more cons and shit later on. But uh, until Sony has their August thing or whatever and we're
1: just yeah, like Yeah, well this is gonna be two episodes so long.
0: Yeah, I'll probably fucking that'll that'll just be an episode by itself yeah, probably. We'll see. we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. But until next time, guys, we will uh we'll see uh, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening.